That's right. That's a bit rude. That's what I said. <laughs> and if you need that uh, translated, I guess I can do that for you. My name is Andrew Jones and I'm a cinephile. I'm Johnny Ellis and I'm moving mad. Well, that's new the podcast. <laughs> and we're going to find out. I thought we were going to do the whole podcast like that for a second now. It's that was the moment in uh, um, the hunt for Red October where you zoomed into our mouths. We are doing it like that. It's just it's translated for the listener right. in perfect English. So <laughs> one second. And Scottish. Oh, I'm a, no, I'm a Russian. A Russian submarine <laughs> accent. You can tell it's very good. Yes. Is that any good? Because when uh, when Sean Connery passed away, yes. I was thinking to myself, I never got, I haven't ever seen. Rest in peace. Yes. Um, I was thinking to myself, I haven't, I've never seen that, so maybe I should watch it. And then I thought, ah, Highlander. He's not Highlander in that film. He is a Highlander. Okay, but you said, ah, Highlander. <laughs> He's a Spanish, Egyptian, Scottish man. You still haven't seen uh, Highlander 2, The Quickening, have you? No, it's like I managed to find many ways to put it off. <laughs> but you enjoyed the first one, right? Nope. No, 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 you enjoyed the first. Why oh, sorry, sorry. enjoy the first? Time? I did not. There we go. Is that what you wanted? The clear, <laughs> cohesive version. I've, I've introduced two people to Highlander, and both weren't fans. And I'm just, I, I can't. You know, I'm, Johnny, I can't <laughs> Johnny. Every group has a, someone who is a fan of Highlander. And if you go into every group and find there's no fan of Highlander, maybe it's you who's the arsehole. <laughs> uh, well, you know they could be. I feel like you need to watch it again. I, Highlander's so damn good. Highlander 2, everyone hates, and I grew up with it, and I grew okay. up loving it. And then I rewatched it like as an adult, and I was like, oh god, this I, I can tell this is bad. But I still remember the joy I had watching it when I was a kid. So when you it. were a kid, you see things change. Yeah. Seasons change. But still, you have that great Queen soundtrack behind it. I don't like Queen. Mm. I don't care for the band Queen. I find their music dull. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. Was I'm I just... meant to say I love their music? I, I didn't think you'd go so far as to call it dull. It is. It is very um, dull. I, you know, I, 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 I quite enjoy Queen. I, you know, obviously I didn't enjoy Bohemian Rhapsody, but I didn't. I do enjoy Queen. Um, ah, it's weird. Hmm. <laughs> um, but we're not watching that uh, Highlander this week. Uh, you should watch. Watching... Uh, you should watch. Uh... From Russia to the hunt for October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, you know it's on my long, iTunes. You can watch it. It's probably two hours. All right, not too bad. So. Oh, it's it's a it's a taut thriller thing. It's from the director of Bloody Die Hard. Are you Pre- saying I should watch that instead of watch two episodes of The Crown, which I've just restarted? Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I should. 
You should ask me anything and I'd probably tell you to watch that over The Crown because I tried to watch uh-huh. The Crown. That was another thing about The Queen that was boring. Should I watch Highlander or The Crown? Yeah, probably. You'll get more joy out of it by the time. <laughs> should you watch Highlander instead of The Crown? Well, no. I shouldn't watch either. <laughs> I've watched both of them. And by that, I mean I've watched a couple episodes of The Crown and I've watched a whole hour and 45 minutes of Highlander. I... So yeah, before we started recording, I was telling you that I I was watching the ground and you were <laughs> you were shocked and appalled. It seemed. I just um, don't understand why. Well, because the new season's on its way out tomorrow. Uh, no, this last this Saturday. coming <laughs> this last Saturday. Um, and I never got to see Olivia Coleman in the role. Oh no! What are you going to do without my live? <laughs> No, so I figure why not watch it again from the start? Just get through twenty episodes of um of the other girl. Can't remember her name now. Well, oh, the other girl with the spiders web. Yes. Yep. Foy. Yeah, Claire Foy. That was Foy. it. Mackenzie. <laughs> um, okay, but have yeah. have you watched the actual prequel to Olivia Coleman's The Crown? Oh, the favorite. No, the Tyrannosaur. <laughs> you wonder how she got that crown? Oh. This, this she decapitated Eddie Marzan. That's how. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? They don't show it, obviously. But <laughs> I, I, they actually I mentioned that, that, you know, they mentioned that they found that <laughs> she killed him. He hadn't got a head anymore. He fuck, she fucking they, I thought they just meant he hadn't got a head with a knife. Because she, she stopped life. him from getting ahead in life. She didn't stop him. <laughs> he had all the chances he possibly wanted. He just didn't wish more. If he wished hard enough, he wouldn't have, you know, horribly beaten and urinated on Olivia Coleman. That's a fun film. What a, what a great comedy. Paddy Considine, hilarious filmmaker. Wait, hold on. Eddie Marsan is the... Is Olivia Coleman's husband in that? Are you sure? Yeah. I thought it was some Scottish accent. It's not Peter Mullen was. Yeah. He's not the husband. Peter fucking Mullen, he's just the guy who kicks a dog to death at the start of the film. He is. I really need to be watching that. (laughs) And then befriends her. She's in the charity shop. Oh, man. Yeah, I should really re-watch that after I've watched um, 30 episodes of The Crown. (laughs) Or do the double view I did, which is watch Tyrannosaur and then go straight into The Lion King in 3D. <laughs> sure. That is a great... The original Lion out. King? Yes. Yeah. Right. I wasn't the sure. Lion... Maybe... Yeah. I, I refer to that as The Lion King. And the other one, I do not refer to at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Because there aren't many... There, you know, there's a lot of animated films featuring the voice of Seth Rogen, but uh, that one doesn't exist. <laughs> You know what does you know what exist, I, though? What does exist? The film we're watching today. That's a yes. film with the voice of Seth Rogen. See, I was going to, earlier when we were talking about music films and stuff, musicians, I was going to link it back to um, a musician in this film. One of my favourite musicians in this film. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Hugh Laurie? No, Kiefer... Hugh Laurie I like as well. Okay. He should bring out another album. It's a shame. I would love to see him live. Why did they do it? No, I haven't listened to... I haven't listened to Hugh Laurie's album. It's really I good. I am better than that. 
It's really good. What about um, uh, Jeff Bridges' album? What, Crazy Heart? Yeah. No, no, Songs, no, 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 no. Songs no. probably inspired by the Oscar-winning movie no. Crazy Heart. No. No, the album entitled Jeff Bridges that he brought out soon after Crazy Heart, I believe. Oh, and it's all uh, Tron-style music. Yeah. Which I guess you could refer to in the genre of uh, <laughs> digital jazz, man. But, <laughs> but, you know, Jeff Bridges and Hugh Laurie are two I would love to see live. And they've only had a lot one album. Please, Jeff. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Um, and they've only got one album, and I'm like, really good. I'd love to hear more of their music. You should definitely give um, Hugh Laurie's album a try. First and foremost, you should give Kiefer Sutherland's two albums a try. This coming for the guy who thought that Vin Diesel's Feels Like I Do wasn't a banger. No, not a banger, because I've listened no. to three bangers by actors, and you need to. Yeah, but Vin Diesel's not just an actor. <laughs> he's family, is he? Well, yeah, he is family, but I mean, <laughs> he's a writer, he's a producer, he's a believer, he's a, a hopefulist. I'll tell you what, he's not. He's, he's a not in this week's film. Um, I, I've been wanting to watch this film for a while, but also kind of like not too overly keen on it. Like, That's I'm why like, oh, we'll get into it now. Yeah. In the 200s. <laughs> Um, I it it's it's a film that like has everyone that I sh- I should love in there, you know that I do love, and so it it stands to reason that I should be wanting to watch this earlier. But just I I I know I knew I'd get around to it eventually. So you know, it's just one of those weird children's films. Well, do you it's... think I'm going to enjoy it? It's I... Monsters vs. Aliens, by the way. Look, it's five. Monsters vs. Aliens, according to the three I have in my hand right now, it's right. Uh, brilliantly funny. Five stars. The people said okay. that. The people. The, pe- people. the people. People magazine? I would assume. It's a must-see, says Daily Mail weekend. Okay. Lots of in-your-face fun. Four stars <laughs> total film. It's total film. Right. In-your-face um... fun. I feel like Kiefer Sutherland is going to be playing a an army general of some sort, whether it's an alien army general or a monster army general or just a human army general. Remains to be seen. There's 3D glasses in this Blu-ray set. Oh. Oh, roughly. so it's like so it's like the the red and blue 3D. They are, these are red and blue 3D as well. Okay. If you, so you can watch the Blu-ray version of of a short film. Called uh, Bob's Big Break in 3D. <laughs> but also, you know, on the 3D Blu-ray, maybe you've got that as well. If you don't, then if they don't have that on that, then that's that. But that's what's inside the bumper 3D box set of Monsters vs. Aliens from DreamWorks the only, Animation. The only person missing in this film for me is um, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, Brother you know, Bear? I've, I've got... I've not seen Brother Bear. Well, I've there got you Lisa go. Spain. Hugh Laurie, Kiefer Sutherland, Wayne Wilson. I mean, I'm sad. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Paulius Radius. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I am. Um, but, like, again, I'm, I'm excited. So I'm finally getting around to it. But if you would turn around and be like, oh, I can't do it now. Uh, do you want to do it in a couple of years' time? I'm like, yeah, fine. Uh, that would be kind of awkward. 
<laughs> it would be, but like, I'm just saying that that's where my head is at right now. I'm just like, yeah, finally getting around to this. But I always ask something. But if if something were to happen and I'd have to wait another few years, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Whether we come back and I'm in love and can't believe I waited this long, do you think that's going to happen? Nope. No? Nope. So do you think I'll be very middle of the road with this? I'm like, yeah, it's fun. I think you'll sit right in that road and be like, yep, there's other films that are passing it by from that year. Mm. Up, for example. It's supposed to be... um... Yeah, bigging this up for me. Yeah, I, I am, but this is one that you wanted to watch. This is not something I would have programmed myself. All right, I feel bad. I would have happily watched it on my own, but do you think there's going to be t- things to talk about? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saving for when we get back? Okay. I'm saving the part where I say when I first saw it, because that's the only thing I've got to talk yes, about this film. Yes, I am intrigued about that. There's <laughs> <laughs> not much in terms of the story of this film for me, but maybe watching it 11 years later, it'll be... Well, I, I didn't vote on this. I should, you know... No, but you wasn't... asked if it was available, and you know what? We haven't got many options when it's streaming. <laughs> True. That's I the meant... problem. My DVD collection is so packed of ideas. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it, but if you'd said, nah, no point doing an episode on it, I wouldn't have argued. Right. Well, so, a lot of films left Prime the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Which made everything a problem, because I don't know if you noticed, there is a pandemic. <laughs> well, um, is it too early to jump right into this? No, yeah, I think like we, can, be very short we can have like an early release. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's find out about monsters versus aliens. Um, Who will win? Yeah, I was just about to say. I'm, I think I don't think either's going to win, but my money would be on the aliens rather than the monsters. They have higher tech. But I okay. feel like they're going to join together and dis- dis- defeat the humans or something like that. Well, you do know, of course, whoever wins, we lose. Once again, a UFO has landed in America. The only country UFOs ever seem to land in. No one knows what it is or where it came from. If that thing walks into a populated area, light them up! There will be a major catastrophe. Somebody think of something and think of it fast. Mr. President, not only do I have an idea, but I have a plan. We're getting pummeled down here. We need a Hail Mary pass. Full retreat. Full retreat. We need raw power. We need monsters. Say hello to Insectosaurus. Don't scare Insectosaurus. It's okay, buddy. I'm not going to let the human hurt you. Here we have the missing link. Will someone get her out of here? This handsome fellow is Dr. Cockroach, PhD. Hello. <clears throat> we call this an indestructible gelatinous mass. Hi, 
I'm Bob. As you can see, he has no brain. Turns out you don't need one. And our latest addition. She's 50 stories tall. Excuse me! Giving her enormous strength and size. What do people scream when they see you coming? You know, like, look out! Here comes! Susan. Susan! Ooh, I just scared myself. Don't worry, we have it all under control. Fort! I got him, you guys. I got him. Don't worry, I won't let go. I'm wearing him down. Ah. <laughs> it's like it's a horror movie all over again. <laughs> Remember when we oh, did that for Halloween? That yeah. Scared me every Halloween. Remember that? I remember. I remember that. Because, cause then I scared you, didn't I? <laughs> uh, well, that was um, fine. How long can you make your story about how you, uh, about your first time watching this? Oh, you were talking about the first time. <laughs> um, this was the. Make it uh, long. I mean. I'm looking at the uh, DreamWorks animation slate, and this was two films after Kung Fu Panda. Oh, right. And Kung Fu Panda blew my mind because that came out. I watched that the same day I saw Wally. Yeah, you are a very big defender of Kung uh, Not defender, but you, you, you are a big fan of it. Kung Fu Panda um, is a masterpiece, and Wally is a masterpiece. So seeing them back to back that day was just this, this moment for an 18 year old to go, gosh. Animated films are still bringing it more than any other films and cinemas. This is where artistry is living. Yeah. You've got funny and sweet, and then you've got beautiful and artistic and thrilling fight sequences that are great, ideas that are great. Both films were masterpieces. What a great time. And so obviously I was in the pocket. So uh, the film after that for DreamWorks was Madagascar 2. Ah. Escape. (laughs) renamed Escape to Africa. It's a film I still haven't seen. Yeah, I've only ever seen the first one. I've seen half the first one, gave up, and then years later when Madagascar 3 came out, people were talking about how actually surprisingly good it was. By the time it came out in the UK, I ended up importing the uh, 3D Blu-ray from America and watching it at home instead. Alright. Yeah, that film is amazing. That film is hilariously fun. And of course, Penguin and Madagascar was masterpiece. Second... But uh, I no, no. Oh, it's like, it's just... like the Ice Age uh, two, the meltdown of the franchise. I don't see why mm. I need to see it. <laughs> it's going to have nothing but those annoying characters that are added that keep coming up in the other sequels that I don't care for anyway. Fair and useless. But at this point, obviously, I was like, right, well, DreamWorks—they're going to do some interesting stuff. And Monsters vs. Aliens. I mean, it was just at the start of the height of releasing films in IMAX as well. Right. Properly. Okay. It's like, okay, right, this could be a fun, exciting IMAX-style film worth seeing on the big screen because of the size differentiation and the action sequences. Yeah. Because Kung Fu Panda has great action sequences. Yeah, yeah. And this was the first of their 3D releases as well, which should be noted. Oh, this right. is the first officially released uh, DreamWorks film in 3D in cinemas. Right. So seeing it in IMAX 3D was very exciting. And you know what was really cool? What? Whenever, um, when Kiefer Sutherland's character. Yes. W.R. Munger. He is really cool. Yep. Is, fl- is flying around in a jetpack. Right. In front of uh, Susan, Jane Normica. Yeah. 
that really felt like he was flying around and buzzing around your eyes. That's the exciting part. I remember that and asteroids at the start, feeling like they were coming from behind me. Right. Because of the way the 3D effect was. That stuff was astonishing. Intriguing. And then Um, the rest of the film was Monsters vs. Aliens, which I have waited 11 more years to see since. Yeah. It's a very, very middle-of-the-road film. It's Uh, a film that is uh, designed for kids without actually caring about being quality for kids. Yeah. It's it's just throwing out some jokes and seeing if they stick, and if they don't stick, they still stick them in there, which tells you that they don't really throw much into it. And then I look at... Do you know how much money this... How much this film costs to make? Um, 300 million? $175 million budget. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is ridiculous, because I was watching at the start, the opening sequence of uh, her going to get married, everything felt kind of like... There's not many character extras here. The set locations aren't very expansive. Yeah. It feels like, you know, it feels like, you know, uh, Captain Underpants was, I think, technically $35, $40 million movie. It feels like that. And then I look at this and go, where'd the money go? Where did the money go? Mm. Did it go into uh, prepping for Quibi? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, took a... about, it took about 40 minutes for me to discover what year this was set in. Because it had a very 50s vibe to it. Yeah. And then uh, about 20 minutes in, uh, Kiefer Sutherland mentions that in 1950, he's, they set up this, uh, this thing, you know, for the monsters. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, he speaks to the president and he says, um, we've been holding these monsters for 50 years or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, so it is modern day. Yeah, but up until then, they, they, they wanted a visual I, style, which yeah. was this is the kind of film that Brad Bird would have loved to make, and he would yeah, have been really yeah. good at. But yeah. uh, it's, it's they want to go for that, you know, the incredible style. Here's a bunch of different kind of decades mixed together and lovingly handled, but also mm. uh, they don't know how to do that, <laughs> so they just, just hire um, all these actors. I said quite early on that it reminded me of um, a feature length version of. Destroy Your Humans, um, which I still haven't finished the, the remake game. And that was before it. you even saw Rain Wilson's character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a shame because it's a great cast. Uh, you well, can get John Krasinski pop up. Like, yep, you get John Krasinski and Ed Helms. And Ed Helms, yeah. So it's a full-on office experience. Office bros, mm. I guess, not ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jenna Fisher should have been the um the girl that uh, John Krasinski was with in that scene. But well, who was that? Who was the girl that John Krasinski was with? Was in that, that Renee Zellweger? That was Renee Zellweger. That was a Kevin Baldwin and Renee Zellweger. Who was playing um the parents to Reese Witherspoon's? Um, well, the man was Jeffrey Tambor. Ah, uh, okay. Which is what you want to see. Yeah. And Julie White. All right. Hmm. Hey, let's find oh. out. She plays uh, Judy Whitwicky in the Transformers films. Oh, okay. She's the one who gets all the pills for the doggy and is always screaming. Because isn't it funny when people scream all the time? Michael I Bay thinks it's funny. barely remember the Transformers films. I remember watching them sure. all uh, to At be once. yeah in readiness for Bumblebee, only to find out that there was no 
link there's no need. whatsoever. But there's a link. There's Bumblebee. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. Because yeah. in Transformers, they mentioned that Bumblebee turned up in uh, was it World War Two? Yeah, because um, uh, don't forget uh, the Transformers. Uh, Optimus Prime fought the Nazis. Yeah, that was it. Um, was that in the fifth one. Yeah, but then it's that seems to be which a also involves retconned. Who involves who? Mm. King know. Arthur and Merlin. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, that seems to be. <laughs> it doesn't come back at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, I remember being sat through, sitting through um, Bumblebee and enjoying it. It was a good film, Bumblebee's but also great. thinking, I can't believe I wasted my time with uh, six movies, day five movies, which last way too long. Every single one of them, even especially the ones that hit three hours. Yeah, and of course, I... who directed Bumblebee? Michael. Oh. Uh... I can't remember who directed Bumblebee. Travis Knight. Oh, yeah. Whose other films were made by the company Laika. All right. Whose most recent movie was... Missing Link. Who stars in this film? Uh... Will or not plays the Missing Link? Huh? Who plays the Missing Link? Will or not? Yeah. He's Missing Link. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. It's the character. I thought you meant... I thought you meant someone from The Missing Link is in this film as in a voice actor. No, but, yeah. someone from The Missing Link as in the character. Uh, is this Missing Link better than the other Missing Link, do you think? No, no I don't. <laughs> I because know. the other Missing Link gets to hang out with Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> which, of course, is the best thing to do. Even uh, The Mandalorian couldn't resist. Yeah. How are you finding The Mandalorian? How am I finding The Mandalorian? Well, at the point yeah. of uh, this episode dropping, we've seen three episodes of season two. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we definitely know what happens in all three episodes of season two. I really, really enjoyed the first half of uh, episode one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think episode three had, you know, that moment everyone's been talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That moment. Yeah, that, that moment. Or the other moment. Yeah. And episode yeah. two, I mean... The less said about episode two, because we because of spoilers and only spoilers, yeah. not because we didn't want to say anything bad about it or anything, not because it was absolutely boring. Oh, what? <laughs> I yeah, I had high hopes for this season. Yeah, uh, especially after the first episode, I was like, okay, they the first seem episode to be going somewhere with it. And, too long. Yeah, but they seem to be going somewhere with it, and you know, it did meander a bit, but. You still had it. It was still good. I think it was the best episodes of the sh- entire show thus far. And then episode two was just like mm, back to normal, and it's just plodding along. You know, it's like you know if you think about something like uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, um, like which is you know also a, a prequel series to a. I was going to say franchise, not franchise, but to a an IP, um, they get a lot done in the 10 episodes they have in the season, and this one just doesn't seem to get anything done. Okay. Um, Monsters vs. Aliens, though. Monsters vs. Aliens, sorry. If you became a monster overnight... Right. And, I mean, look, you know, you're going to get cancer one day anyway, so you might as well go <laughs> head first. What would you want your name to be? Um, they wouldn't call you Johnny. That'd be your, you know, that'd be your 
your your Facebook name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but LinkedIn. Uh, nothing comes. Why do you have a name that comes to mind? I figured that be no. I figured it'd be part of a conversation to do on yeah. a podcast about a film we can't really have much to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Like even the the names in this were very uninspiring. Fuckasaurus. <laughs> Is that your name? No, I'm assuming that's for you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Whenever I see you, that's what I think. Here comes a fuckasaurus. <laughs> toot toot. That's because I've ingrained it in you. Whenever whenever we meet, you go, oh, hi, Johnny. I'm like, no, say it properly. Yeah, I do like it when you ingrain <laughs> things in me. Now bend over. Which is weird, because, you know, that's I'm always doing that. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. I like to tell you twice, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, it was very... um, if you had an accident and became monstrous, what would yeah. you like to become? What would I like to become? Like to become. Uh, I know what you would become. You'd have tentacles coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I think Invisible Man would be fun. Ew. <laughs> Why? I don't know. No, no maybe not. Uh, they can text people surprise? <laughs> What's your problem? Uh, teleportation. Yeah. Something something to do with teleportation. How does that Absolutely. make you a monster? That make, you're, t- you're talking superpower here. Um... What makes you monstrous? Um, all right, fine. We've um, got to fit you into the dark universe, boy. Wings and with Paul McCartney. Yes. <laughs> Some, mean, something that, that can is, that is evil. Something that can uh, that can get me places quicker. <laughs> like on watch lists. Yeah. So and and they, and that can get me to other countries with. Little to no effort. So I was going to say super speed, but that's a power. Um, teleportation is a power. So wings. You go for wings. Okay, but they have to be, I don't know, some kind of slimy wings. Makes you a monster. Fine, fine, whatever. Worth it. You got slime, baby. It'd be worth it. I could get you could call to the <laughs> And then, uh, was that a stand out quote? He's knocking at your door trying to handle you <laughs> a cease and desist on your name. And a bottle of vodka for some reason. Well, I mean, yeah, got to get that skull. <laughs> yeah. Of course, what, what, connects, what, what connects Monsters and First Aliens with, uh, with Dan Aykroyd? Well, it's Paul Rudd, star oh, of right. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. God, I forgot that's a thing. Got a seat, baby. Yeah. <laughs> My power. Yeah, what's your power? What would your, what would your, no, not power. What would your monstrous addition be? <laughs> You can't take a power away from me and get get one yourself. That's I don't know. I've got, I'm on a power trip right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feet fangs. Feet fangs. How yeah. would you use these feet fangs in your everyday life? No, oh, not well. I mean, the rule is the socks. <laughs> it's not about using them in everyday life. It's about being oh, able to you'd still wear socks. Would you? I'm not be sure. My feet get cold. The fangs might not have a problem, but I think we get cold. Right. Okay. I think we'll still get cold, boy. Come on. Boy. Gee, yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> when you're being stupid, I'm going to berate you. <laughs> feet fangs. I, I, describe these feet fangs to me, because I can't picture them, really. Okay, I've just got right. feet with a big 
spike on the end, but only one spike on each foot. Oh, is that what you were thinking? Oh, well, two spikes on each yeah, foot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But then coming, yeah. coming out from big toe, little toe, cardboard box. <laughs> so big toe, little toe, we've got a fan. Yeah, basically like giant stalagmites. And are they pointing down or are they pointing up. out? They're pointing up. Up, okay. <laughs> yep. So right. you can't do much yoga because you're going to impale yourself. Right. <laughs> it's mainly, it's, it, I mean, mainly this monstrous nature is to get out of doing yoga. <laughs> and, and gymnastics in general. Yeah, because you, you keep, getting, you keep uh, getting yourself into situations where you're doing yoga all the time. And you don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, you mock me, but every time. Every couple of days I go on Facebook and people just... Classes. People say, hey, do you want to go out and eat during this lockdown? I say, yeah, where? I go to yoga club. <laughs> I'm paid to watch that. Um... Oh, yoga club. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is a very... Oh, was there ever talk of a sequel? Like even you know before it came out. Possibly, I don't know if it's talk of a sequel, but the spin-offs were quite big because you know, all right, the characters were marketable. Bob, yeah, became a thing yeah. that they could spin off and turn into a, a show. Oh, that's what I was going to mention. Um, in terms of characters, <clears throat> I was disappointed that they didn't do more with the Invisible Man joke. It was just like a throwaway line. It was a throwaway joke, like everything in this film. He died 25 years ago, and he still sat in that chair. He had a heart And I was, expect, I was expecting at least a, you know, oh, I wonder why that, I wondered why that chair always smelt weird, or, you know, something. Or, or just like, someone later on then sits down and it's like, Ooh. Yeah. Or even like the Invisible Man just turns out he was having a really long sleep or something, you know. Something. Just yeah, just like a little cutaway at the very end, he's on his own and the, the chair just starts going from side to side and you hear someone go wee, something like that. You'd you'd think, wouldn't you? And it gets cu- covered in electricity and suddenly it becomes it's Brad Pitt from Megan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> brilliant. That'd be brilliant. If only. There's, yeah, so there's there's a lot of things they could have done with this, but they just went a very mediocre way about it. Um, yeah, woman. Was I, I don't. The th- real thing I have a problem with is focusing on a human character who go gets monstrousness by going big, and that's it. Yeah, it's, it's a nothing thing. And for the kids, what do you get out of it? Yeah, because you want to see the fun characters. And for the adults, you're like, well, this is bland anyway, and the writing's not strong enough. So just go for kids. Mm. Crazy kooky, and then we can all laugh. Um. Go. Lego movie. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, they should have uh, featured more monsters, even if in just little throwaway things. Yes, they should have had um, like a like a, a hall of monsters. Yeah. And just see like, you know, them over the years or the crazy shit they would have might have done or might have Because it, it was a big prison for just five five. Six, well, six. Yeah. Well, Although really, if thing. you think about it, it's a lot because all American military are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> the industrial complex is dangerous. Well, um, that's the other thing is that I noticed that she had number five on her, um, zero, on her zero, jumpsuit. Zero, zero, five, yeah. Yes. And then they mentioned um, the Invisible Man. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's why they're number five. She's number five because um, there was how many were there? 
there were five other ones because you had uh, yeah there were five other ones weren't there, there you had Hugh Laurie yeah Seth Rogen Will yeah. Arnett Insectoid yeah. yeah so I'd forgotten, about, I'd forgotten about Insectoid for a minute and so I was like oh that makes that makes her number five understandable now but they just seem to have like completely erased the Invisible Man and given her number it's like um, you know if 007 were to retire and they gave someone the, the title of 007 a woman could you imagine that sorry a what <laughs> a good g- g- girl a w- 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 giant woman I'm assuming it's a giant woman who's involved oh, in this oh yeah probably um, but yeah that just jumped out on me I was like oh she's number 5 but there's 6 of them technically even if one's died they should they, sh- they should keep his number or is he zero <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was thinking about <laughs> instead of the film. There must have been a meeting about it, surely. Probably not. Maybe not with the filmmakers, but like in that film's world, I feel like they'd have had meetings for every little thing. Like, all. No, I. $175 million, I think they only had like three meetings. <laughs> You're probably right, but like in no in in the world of the film, do you not think when they discovered that the Invisible Man had died, and if they knew that he died, why have they kept him in that chair? Because if if they didn't know that he died, why didn't they say, "Oh, the Invisible Man should come with you as well"? Why has he been so quiet for twenty five years? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so clearly they, they must know that he died so Bob's the only one who doesn't know he's dead <laughs> that's the, yeah that's the joke isn't it the monsters, the are, the monsters are well aware of the visible man he was for 25 years their cellmate and friend <laughs> and are aware of his death And but you're, you're wondering do, did they thus inform the military should be aware and probably have like a uh, chip inside every one of them to see life form and stuff and that they gave up or not or perhaps I'm, I'm digging way too deep into this no, but no, the only no you're digging thing. just about the start of this let's get into this perhaps the invisible man wasn't even a um, a prisoner at all he was just a friend that popped in but and, and just they, they discussed that he tried, he escaped. So yeah, was so the assumption was that he was a prisoner. Was yeah, them. you're right. Unless yeah. that was part of his game, he was like, oh, I want to hang out with my with these guys and give them a bit of thing. I'm helping the military do this. <laughs> but you have to send me in under the guise of prisoner, otherwise they would not respect me and take to me. <laughs> this is what the film has been about. God damn it! But it's interesting though because of course that means yeah, the Invisible Man dying means that you know he yeah he's got a human lifespan. Yeah. Uh, but Bob obviously doesn't. It's just a thing. Insectoid right. becomes a butterfly at the end, spoilers. So yeah. one wonders how soon he's dead. Missing Link can presumably survive a while. He's been frozen for a yeah. while. And the uh, the doctor, with his uh, science abilities, has mm. lasted like a cockroach for a long time. How long until these ones start dying? <laughs> and who's going to follow that up? Also, Jane Ormica. Will she survive because she feeds off energy? Or is she still oh. going to be prone to uh, having a situation in which she will hit menopause at the regular time 
And what happens to her hair? Well, that they grey her. Well, she became uh, normal again, didn't she? And and her hair was still her white, hair was still was white. Quite, so you were know, adamant that oh no no it, it goes back to normal. And that, you, you well, that would be how yourself. that's that's how animation should deal with that. Yeah, to tell children the difference. Yeah, um, I think it's I, I'm I, I can't believe we've we've turned no, this into a super into interesting it. film. Dig into it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they should they should listen to us. <laughs> I think there's there's so much more you could have done that with that Invisible Man throwaway line. Just, but it's the linchpin of what is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we get to W. R. Munger. What what's his deal? I wonder why, if he's why mentioned. Did, why did he sign up for a fifty years <laughs> into the warden of a monster prison? What was what was his interest yeah. there? He was forty when he started working there, so oh, he obviously yeah, yeah. through the ranks at that point. Why did he choose that as like a? Was this in what? So in nineteen fifty, was this seen as like a a hopeful new step in military organization? Because he only listed it out fifty years later, so there's been a lot of nursing <laughs> and sitting around and waiting, as opposed to right, let's get this program off the ground like we're NASA well, or perhaps- space. If he was forty when he started, yeah, maybe he kind of visited the place, and then suddenly could feel himself. He he felt so much younger, and he could see and feel the difference. So then he applied for a job, and they were all surprised because he's like, you know, quite high up in the ranks, and you're just gonna lock yourself away in this, um, being warden for this prison for fifty years. Why? But he doesn't tell anyone because he doesn't want anyone else to know. About the, the the sort of energy that flows through these monsters, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's so much to uh, to think about. We have to unpack things, but then I, I do also want to hit on real quickly Stephen Colbert. Yes, yeah. He plays a uh, a dumb, cowardly president. Yes. How did he get elected? What was his route to get elected? And have autonomous power to some degree it seems that's true he really is deciding votes he doesn't care about anyone how does someone like that get elected that is the thing a a, a gigantic woman (laughs) oh my god is this what the tv series delves into all these things that we're discussing is well, there a, it's a about I, I believe it's about Bob. Man. So I was assuming that it is Bob's relationship with the Invisible Man, and each week it's like star date, except he uh, is talking to the chair. Talking Do you to think the there's a flashback thing. episode where they first meet? I believe half the season is actually <laughs> set prequel like, <laughs> and it's like it's Westworld. It's telling you the story both then and now. I can't believe this is making me actually want to watch. I'm, it's making me want to watch the TV show. But then how I much, just know how I'm much time do you get Kiefer Sutherland on the TV show? Oh, man. That is the big question. 24 hours, probably. What would you do with <laughs> What would you do with him for 24 hours? Oh, I can think of a thing or two. Go on. Sit in a car and cry with him. Okay, that seems interesting. That's it, for 24 hours. Oh, that's it? Yeah. All right. Animated series, Monsters vs. Aliens... Voices of Ricky Lindholm, Chris O'Dowd, Diedrich Bader, right. Gillian Jacobs. All right. Sounds good. There. Yeah. How long are the episodes? I imagine 20 minutes? 
15 number of episodes 26 whole 50 segments so 15 11 minute episodes 11 minute episodes 11 minute episodes two per thing that's not bad no quite easy to do but yeah, yeah it just be disappointing because we've, we've built this we've built this whole world out of this shitty film <laughs> i will say uh kevin michael richardson plays general war and munger um, excuse, uh, I've got no interest anymore. Kevin Michael Richardson is a great voice actor, but uh, yeah, but still, either keep uh, Kiefer Sutherland or just don't have that character. Do you know who plays uh, internet? No, I'll give you a hint. He likes warm hugs. Wow, really? Josh Gad? Okay, I was thinking uh, the voiceover what? actress no. for Glados. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, just yet. Well, James um, Baniak, Amos Sidaris from The Mandalorian. Remember when we Lone said that this was going to be a very short episode? <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's been a very short episode. Yeah, but we still, like... What's the first thing? We're not being renewed for a second season due to low ratings. The network's desire to get back to more Nickish shows. Ah. Oh. Also, a sequel to uh, Melts of Us Aliens was uh, considered like pushing a boulder up a hill. <laughs> so it was considered at some point. Yes. Probably before it came out. Like, oh, you know, this is it, did not, it didn't make as much money as they thought in key markets because they figured that parody style films like that from Mega Mind and Shark Tale did yeah. not sell in certain internationals. Mm. So they're sticking to things like, you know, Boss Baby. And the crudes too. Let's get crudy. Just um, March twenty yeah. sixth, the Boss Baby Family Business comes out. <laughs> hey, May fourteenth, Spirit Riding Free. You know what that is? No. It's a, it's a standalone sequel to Spirit Standing in the Simran. Spirit. Remember Spirit? Nope. He's the stallion. Right. Of the Simran. Okay. Matt Damon narrates a horse film. Okay. Matt Damon was basically thus the horse. <laughs> um, yeah, this is... Uh... This is what you wanted. It is what I wanted. Um... This is... You You wanted to watch Kiefer Sutherland, Rain Wilson, John Krasinski, Reese Witherspoon movie. And I'm glad... I watched... Got everything you wanted, everything you needed. Yeah. It's gonna. I'm gonna think about it a lot now, uh, especially this Invisible Man character. I I think there's just so many unanswered questions. Um, how did he become invisible? Because we see all the backstories to all the other monsters, and it's Bob, the Invisible Man a monster. Bob, Doctor Cockroach, PhD, and the Missing Link are trying to outwit Captain W. R. Munger to escape from Area Fifty Two, the government's top secret holding cell. Cockroach's escape attempt, but. Attempt by feeding Bob a chemical mixture to turn him into a bomb instead of results in Bob temporarily requiring the ability to read minds oh and allowing God. them to find out about a secret exit from Area 52. Fortunately, the plan fails when Bob smashes through the jet. So he smashes the jet they were using to escape, believing it to be a pinata with the resulting <laughs> explosion erasing Bob's new power. Okay, so Bob, thus having ability to read minds. Surely he will be when able he to. He doesn't read... have a mind himself. 
One, he doesn't have a brain himself, which is a problem. This really doesn't make sense. I'll get to that in a second. He can read everyone's mind. They would look over the chair at one point and go, oh, that's uh, that's where uh, Invisible Man's dead, chair. Yeah. And they go, what? Well, you try and read the Invisible Man's mind for a moment. And they're like, wait, but I can sense something's there, but there's not any there. So maybe he foiled the plan. Maybe this is their, uh, he's kind of helping them out. And then he actually decides to destroy it as a way to say, fuck you. I had a friend here. Having 25 years, you lied to me. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did, did, did. The plot that you read out, was that was that the scrapped plot for the film, or is that a, a plot big for break. one of the episodes? That is the 3D animated short film, Bob's Rig Break, which right. is why I've got the 3D okay. glasses in the right. set. Oh, do you want me to talk okay. about Monsters vs. Aliens, Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space? <laughs> Not really. There's a 2009 Halloween special directed by Peter Ramsey from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. It was the uh, story editor on this one. Right. It premiered in Ireland on RTE1 <laughs> on October 26th. RTE1 And it aired in the USA on NBC October 28th, two days later. So it, aired, uh, it premiered properly in Ireland. Oh, Ireland wow. was the first place to get this. Well, was BBC the first place to get uh, the Shrek, uh, Shrek the Halls? Do you want me to check about Shrek? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. We're here now. <laughs> Let's see. Was it the Shrek the Holds? Um, that was the first like Christmas uh, short film, wasn't it? Hmm. Shrek the Holds. Because never... I remember it was a big thing. It was on Christmas Christmas night. or um, In the UK, it premiered December 24th, 2007. Yeah. Uh, it premiered on American no, television network yeah. ABC on November 28th, 2007. Uh, Got to get in early. They had to do it a month early. Bloody hell. Yep, just after Thanksgiving. They were like, hey, yeah. Christmas show. <laughs> Let's talk about the ratings for that one, eh? <laughs> it premiered <laughs> to, an 11, to 11 million with a 17 share. Yeah. 21 million overall. Ranked number one in its time slot and all night. Three Ranked number three of the week. Oh, only, huge. only got like 7 million viewers. 7.9 7 million, million. Yeah. viewers in the UK. And what's that? Oh, they played it again the next year to 6.92 million. <laughs> yeah. Probably because people thought it was a new one and didn't, didn't realise. Well, uh, sorry, it's 6.32 million on BBC One. 0.6 oh. million on BBC Three. Oh. Shown at the same time. <laughs> Wikipedia gives us this information. <laughs> I, for some reason, I would have thought that it would have got more viewings over here than America. Because if America only got 11... Oh, no. 21 million overall. Oh, 21 million. All right. It's a level rating. Yeah. They had oh. loads of... Two, two screenings of it in 2007, two in 2008, and two in 2009. November and then A free mobile game titled Bob's Super Freaky Job developed by Adrenaline, was released on October 10th, 2013, to <laughs> iOS and Android. In the game, player must guide Bob through challenges by rotating the world around him in order to obtain spare parts for Dr. Cockroach and earn stars for the Presidential Medal. Okay. <laughs> now you have to understand that... Uh, <laughs> that Jay Normica was played by Reese Witherspoon in Monster vs. Aliens... 
and Monsters vs. Aliens, Mutant P- Pumpkins from Outer Space, but not the right. TV show. Seth oh. Rogen played Bob all the way through. <laughs> Monsters vs. Aliens, Bob's Big Break, Night of Living Carrots, and Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space, but not the TV show. Oh, right, okay. Hugh Laurie was there for Monsters vs. Aliens and Bob's Big Break. <laughs> and then James Horan played Dr. Cockroach for Night of Living Carrots. What's that? Oh, Hugh Laurie came back for Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space, but Chris <laughs> O'Dowd took over for that one. Will Arnett play the missing link for the first for Bob's Big Break and Monsters vs. Aliens? He has archive recordings, but David Kay played him for Night of Living Carrots. Will and I, of course, came back from Mutant Pumpkins, but then Diedrich Bader came in. <laughs> Can't stop Diedrich Bader. Kiefer Sutherland, now here's the important right. part, I'm sure, yeah. played, played General Warren Munger for Monsters vs. Aliens, Bob's Big Break, Night of the Living Carrots, and Mutant Pumpkins for Outer Space. Okay. Before being replaced with the TV series. Okay? Right. <laughs> but don't worry, because uh, President Hathaway is played by Stephen Colbert in Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah, and in Monsters vs. Aliens TV show, James Patrick Stewart, you know him, <laughs> played him, whilst Carrie Walgreen played him as an infant. And if you thought, oh, but Stephen Colbert, obviously, because Kiefer Sutherland, Reese Witherspoon, they all turned up for Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space, so did Stephen Colbert, right? Nope. Photograph. <laughs> so Photograph. They have, they have <laughs> a young version of the president. Yeah. So they have flashbacks are a thing in this yeah so where that's the probably the episode in which the original man pops in <laughs> don't, don't forget of course monsters vs aliens the tv series does have gillian jacobs as starby sta apostrophe abi stabby okay. who i'm assuming is a sentient knife <laughs> wow i mean oh and here we were oh, not Paul character <laughs> Monster vs. Aliens, of course, he doesn't return for the TV show, but the mm. character returns. Okay. Played by Nolan North. Right. Yeah, that's uncharted territory for you. <laughs> um, who'd have thought, like, we we went into this very... Sometimes it's good to have a, a computer it. on hand. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm actually intrigued about... Uh, Another video um, game titled Madagascar Carts was released by Activision <laughs> on October twenty seventh, two thousand nine. I'm I'm very Maybe based on the Madagascar franchise, the game also features Bob at a racetrack <laughs> based on the spaceship from Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh, oh goodness. Um I'm I'm very intrigued about your answer to the question now. I mean I know I know Wonder One is having the first watch of it. But I'm intrigued. So would you, if you'll allow me, I'll, I'll ask you first. The music was Thank composed you. by Jim Dooley. My first band recorded to the Warner Brothers Eastwood scoring stage. You think that's for the TV show? No, nope, that's the video game. Monsters vs. Aliens. <laughs> you done? Andrew Jones. Another video game titled <laughs> Stars Cards. Game feature 14 different characters from DreamWorks films. Monsters vs. Aliens, Madagascar, Shrek. Andrew Jones. That's Dragon. <laughs> Are you mad that you watch Monsters vs. Aliens? Uh, not mad. I don't feel mm. anything anymore. Are you Are you movie mad? I'm Monsters certainly not mad. Did you know yeah. Night of the Living Characters was released in two parts? <laughs> Five days away from each other. It only runs 13 minutes, but they released it in two parts. Which uh, was the longer part? Part one. Alright. Maybe it's actually twenty six minutes and they just mean it's two Maybe. 30 minute pieces. Maybe. 
let me tell you, the starring is Seth Rogen, David Kay, James Horror, and Kiefer Sutherland. Those are your top four here. Kiefer <laughs> makes the top four. Of course. In fact, in the cast list down at the bottom, Seth Rogen, <laughs> then Kiefer Sutherland, then the others. Tambor's penultimate. <laughs> of course, Tambor's penultimate is my new band. <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, <laughs> I mean, who'd have thought we'd have deep dived into this into this this much? Me, I would, because <laughs> I'm going through a lot of things in my head, and <laughs> something that doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> are you going to watch the show now? No, <laughs> I think you are. Why would I do anything? True. Why would let's, I do? Let's end on that note, shall we? No, 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 don't, no, because, Johnny, did you enjoy <laughs> your time spent with me? I, I've, I always enjoy my time spent with you. That's good. Did you, are you mad that you watch Monsters vs. Aliens? I'm, I'm not mad at all, strangely enough. But well, would you I say, would you tell me, and I pray you do, are you movie mad for Monsters vs. Aliens? Unfortunately not, but I am movie mad for this episode. <laughs> because but this, this episode just... is not this episode, uh, like a lot of things this year, is not being released in cinema, so I don't know if it counts as a movie. True. True. But yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was still fun, despite not being movie mad, or indeed mad. At um, all. It was still goddamn fun. <laughs> Um, where can you find you to uh, ask you more about? Uh, uh, you about can find me having a heart attack on a chair, and no one will ever know. Oh, oh no! You won't know. You won't feel a thing. Actually, that's how you'll know. <laughs> what about you? Um, you can find me at movie underscore mad. Uh, mourning your death on Twitter. And on this Instagram. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you uh, gave Sorry. me the locations. You can't just yeah. type that in and say, right, I typed that into the search bar. That's how I found you. Well, then probably. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Possibly. Quite possibly. But are you movie underscore mad? That is our Twitter. You are if you're on Twitter. On Instagram. Oh, yeah. on Instagram. Which uh, I believe is a bevy of activity these days. It is indeed. I'm. Putting posts up here, left, right, and centre. Well, could you make it centre? I like the pictures to look good. Yes, yes, fair enough. Then your, you know, Sam Esmail, Mister Robot, artistic nonsense. <laughs> um, are you Frame it like at... it's Mad Max. Are you moving mad at hotmail dot com? Our email address. What can you send to us there? Um, dick pics. Only pictures of Dick Van Dyke. And. Tricky dick. Uh, and tricky dick. All dicks are tricky if you And Richard Belzer. I'll give him, I'll, I'll call him Fair a dick enough. if you want. Yeah. The bells, the bells. The bells are on fire. Yep. Um, we are uh, Movie Mad Pod. Is that our Facebook? Um, are you Movie Mad Pod? Are you Movie Mad Pod? Um, Pod Nose is a thing. That exists and owns us. Doesn't own us. We choose to be with it. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you know. Hang out. Cool. 
listen to podcasts. Is there any podcast you'd recommend? Maybe a show that's, you know. Well, every Friday there is a what? backstage at the Blue Rad. Oh, that sounds fun. It I like places. Fun. I like being backstage. Is there any, is, is it hosted by anyone cool? Is, sorry? Is it hosted by anyone who is cool? It's hosted by me. I'm co-hosted by you. Oh, this is hosted by you. Yeah. Co-hosted by me. I don't know if it's co-hosted by you. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the uh, doctor. You're the subject. I come along for the ride. Oh, you that's come all. along everywhere. <laughs> um, what, uh, what is next week's film? How are we gonna? How are we gonna top this? Yeah. What's I don't know. the link? What's the missing link between uh, this week's film and next week's film? Well, this week's film spanned theoretically. The characters live their life a long time. Right. Right. And um, during that time, they have been known to have bouts of uh, of terror and horror and danger and threat. So I'd say okay. there's there's you know some there's some violence involved with them. Right. Over over their long their long extended um, what you call it? I'm assuming it's enough of. Uh, animation. Oh, of course. We're, we're, we're in animation November. Yeah. That's why the last two films were classic animations as well. <laughs> well, until then, I suppose, I'm going to go and watch the uh, Monsters vs. Aliens TV series on our loop. Why would you watch the TV series if Keith Sutherland's not in it? Watch the specials, get over it. I'm going to watch it and have 24 on in the background as well. So... This I sounds awfully fetishistic. Don't don't judge me. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> well, Just for that, you're not joining. <laughs> the yes. only way you're going to be able to join is to join my OnlyFans. Okay. And uh, where can we find that? <laughs> All around you. A million faces. <laughs> One out faces. One out places. Lining any for the daily races. Going nowhere. Going nowhere. I find it kind of funny. <laughs> no, I find it kind of sad, actually. Johnny. Yes, he. The dreams I have when I'm dying, they're the best I ever have. But I find it hard to tell you. Actually, I'd find it hard to take. People, people, Johnny, they go around in circles. It's a very, very... Monsters vs. Aliens episode. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network. The UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.